We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Didn't do what Swaggy P do. <laughs> Teammates played great, and we um, came out with the victory, you know? I'm just trying to really get my, my NBA 2K rating up. I, can, I, can, I just cannot take it. I, 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 just, I, I can't take it. You know, it's 12.02 right now. If they want to fire me at 12.05, I'll go home and find something to do. I'll have a good day. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by Thrive Fantasy. It's Friday, February 14th, 2020. Alex Berutha here across from me is Shannon McEwen, and on the line is Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard. It's a Happy holiday. Happy Valentine's Day, because that's what Valentine's love is all about. What is more loving than listening to us, the three amigos? Who needs romance when you have fantasy basketball? I'm going to let that one just sit for a bit. Uh, the, <laughs> today we are, uh, it's, you know, we've, we've had a few podcasts back to back. The all-star break is coming up. So not a ton going on, but we will touch on some news, especially from last night. There were two very good games. Uh, we're going to talk some second half strategies for the season. Uh, and then there is some DFS for all-star game. We're probably not going to touch on that a ton. First, Zion 
and Danilo Gallinari, a.k.a. The Rooster. Um, it was a great back and forth last night. The Thunder ultimately came out with the victory, but uh, Danilo Gallinari had 29 points, two rebounds, one assist. Uh, Zion, new career high, 32 points uh, in the loss. Uh, 32.6 rebounds, one assist. Zion is currently on pace to become just the eighth player in NBA history to average 20 points, at least 20 points, on 15 or fewer shots, plus three and a half offensive rebounds. That list currently stands at Charles Barkley, Dwight Howard, Moses Malone, Kevin Love, Alonzo Morgan, Shaquille O'Neal, and Jeff Ruland? Nick Filthy, baby! Bullets! Bullets fever! Got the doctor and the ice man! That was a song they used to play at Washington Bullets song games when I was a kid. I hope so, or else that'd be really weird. <laughs> you go like into your own Zion personal and, song. You go into Zion because it is imp- how impressive is that list, including Jeff Ruland. That's a pretty awesome list. Before I do, I want to ask you how Jeff Ruland, who doesn't have a Mick in his name, got the Mick Filthy aspect of the nickname. Porn mustache. Porn mustache. Uh, he had an awesome porn mustache. Also with like a feathering zipper head haircut. Oh, it was glorious. And I know this. Because as a child, I attended the Jeff Ruland Rick Mahorn Beef Brothers basketball camp in Washington, D.C. Uh, Rick Mahorn, you know, played for the Bullets first before going to Shannon's Pistons. And uh, I didn't, I had a little more interaction with Rick Mahorn. Rick Mahorn knocked the ball out of my hands because he thought I was being cocky, which I liked because I was like eight. <laughs> How cocky could I be at age eight? If two current NBA players held a camp called Beef Brothers, they would get arrested. <laughs> I had a poster in my room where, oh, set with the headline Beef Brothers, and it's got Jeff Ruland and Rick Mahorn wearing like butcher's lab coats, you know, those white butcher coats. And there's just carcasses of cows hanging behind them. They're in like a meat locker. I, I need that. <laughs> yeah, we need that awesome. as like a fathead for the office. When I, po- when I post. The pod episode, I'm going to search the internet desperately to find that poster. It was awesome. It terrified my mom. My mom <laughs> thought I was just deranged. <laughs> she didn't even know they were basketball players. Right, right. She thought I just wanted a glorious future in the butchering industry. Um, the funny thing about those two is, like, you'd look at Mahorn and Rule, and, and they were called Beef Brothers because they were a little overweight. And you'd think, like, these guys are athletes. Don't, don't they make them run or something? Like, like, shouldn't they be a little more weight control here? In the early 80s? No. No. (laughs) They were just smoking Marlboros and uh, taking the bus to games. I was going to say they were handing out cigarettes before the game. (laughs) The other beautiful thing about Ruland and Mahorn, that's when the Bullets were there. Like American flag uniforms, kind of more famous from the Wes Unsell days. But they were still wearing those with Ruland and Mahorn. But back to Zion, Alex. Sure. You've got a really good stat. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> You've got a great stat about what's even more impressive about Zion playing so well. Yeah, Zion's on this list, or he's on pace to be on this list, and he's only playing 27.4 minutes per game, which is crazy. Um, I'm sure that will go up, obviously. Um, he's he's going to be a 30-plus-minute-a-game guy going forward. But, yeah, I mean, this is a crazy list to be on, and it's it's. I don't think it's... Um, I don't think it's a fluke that he's on this list right now. I think that you know three and a half offensive rebounds is real. Um, that might be the hardest, honestly, for him to sustain. Um, he's scoring twenty every night easily. Uh, well, I hope I hope he avoids the uh, crushing knee injuries Jeff Ruland suffered after two All Star seasons. 
totally wiped out Rulon's career. And I do worry, even watching him last night, he looks awesome. Big wrap on the knee, though. You just wonder how many, how long can those knees hold up with that big a body? I don't know. I mean, Shang, he's bounced back from the the knee injury really well. He doesn't <laughs> hasn't lost any explosiveness or anything like that. Or if he has, it's completely unnoticeable. It's not surprising. I mean, I, I think this is what we expected out of Zion. Like high, highly efficient offensive player overall. You know, very high field goal percentage. So, which is appealing for for fantasy owners. The three point shot. Um, since his four for four debut from downtown, he hasn't made a single three pointer. Um, so, and, and that's not a surprise either. I mean, if you right. look at his shot, it, you know, it's gonna, I do think he'll develop and have a decent three point shot at some point in his career. Uh, I don't think it's going to be immediate, obviously. Um, the free throws were actually a worry for me as well. And he's been better. No, yeah, he absolutely has. I mean, overall he is shooting, 65 and a half. Yeah. About 65%. But that's improved. I mean, over the past six games, he's up to about 74%. He's also getting to the line a bunch, which depending on if you believe in the free throw, you know, if the trend that it's going up, uh, that, that can uh, carry a little bit of weight on how you value him moving forward. I mean, he's had, He's had 13 or more attempts in three of the past four games, which is pretty crazy. I mean, that's, you know, that's all-star, superstar level type volume from the free throw line. And only 10 games. We've got a very small sample size. It's only 19. I love the idea of giving him a summer or two to work on that three-point shot. It'll eventually turn around. He stays healthy. The sky is the limit. Really is. Yeah, they're they're five and five with him right now, but their offense is seven and a half points better with him on the court, and their defense is eight and a half points better with him on the court. Mm-hmm. So he's a he's affecting the game in in uh, so many ways right now. And you know what? That fan base deserves it. After all that Anthony yeah. Davis garbage last year, uh, is there anything more exciting than having like what looks like a future Hall of Fame rookie? You know, not to mention more. They got more assets than they know what to do with. From that trade. Yeah. I mean, I feel so bad for a franchise that's had back to back generational big men to build around. Oh, there's the bitter. There's the bitter Pistons fan rearing his head. Nice. Well, let's go uh, to some happy news. Yes. Jason. Well, happy for me anyway. Jason Tatum leading the Celtics over the Clippers in a double overtime thriller. I cannot lie, gentlemen. I was going crazy last night. Little sidebar. A neighbor hosted a Celtics game and bourbon tasting last night. Wow. And when that went to one overtime, we were all like, huh, more bourbon. <laughs> he had like 12 <laughs> bottles of top notch bourbon. He'd just been gifted. And it was, it got a little sloppy. We were, uh, my analysis was, was a little off last night, but it very much enjoyed it. There was no Jalen Brown out with a calf injury. Paul George only played 15 minutes, had a hamstring Which, issue. A little concerning. Good time for it to happen, I guess, with a break and him not playing. So yeah, and, and that, I mean, that makes it not a true win by the Celtics as well, because <laughs> we Jalen Brown was out. Jalen Brown was out. Also with, Paul George, it is, I, I don't want to say this was expected, but he had only been playing like 25, 26 minutes a game. His shot had been off. It seemed like he wasn't fully healthy. Like they were maybe pushing him to play. Well, I, he, I would be worried. I, I know it's like, ah, he's going in the all-star break. They just wanted to play it safe. But yeah, like to your point, Alex, I'd be worried about Paul George. 
the the before this game I wasn't because the two games where he played less minutes there are three there are basically three games in a row that were complete blowouts and that's why he played less minutes the game before against Philly he played 35 minutes and yes his shot was off he looked but really he was bad. yeah but he was out there I mean I don't think I wasn't worried about the minutes because those three previous games were all blowouts sure. Um, but yeah, Tatum let's, had a great game, Ken. Yeah, let's get into Tatum's game. I mean, 39 points last night, but I, let's get into his last five games. 29 points per game, 8-plus rebounds, 3.3 assists, 1.6 steals, and 1.4 blocks. That's three stocks a game, shooting 50% from the field and 4.2 made threes per game. What I like with Tatum and his year three uh, rise is, it's actually, his defense is getting a lot better. His help-out defense is awesome. The stocks are up. He kept Kawhi to 3 of 11 shooting when guarding him last night per ESPN. And he's averaging on the season a career-high 2.3 stocks a game. Shannon, that's an all-star, baby. I just wanted to say that because Shannon... He's been, he's been playing really game. well, and I think it's fun to see. He has evolved, and he has... I agree, Ken. He has become an all-star caliber player. Um, you know, it's good. He's not taking it. He's not settling for as many long range twos. He's taking more threes now. Um, you know, it makes him a more valuable player in real life and fantasy. Yeah. Kimba deferred to Tatum last night during the, Mm -hmm. uh, during the fourth quarter and the OTs, but he was hot at the end there. And then, uh, Gordo Gordon Hayward kind of bailed him out at the very end. Yeah. He's there now. Like I, I always was just hesitant. I was like, I thought we were anointing him before he deserved it. But now he's there, and I'm I'm all in. I, he's great. He's fantastic. He's no Tony Snell. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um. The yeah. Celtics. Celtics have been playing well. Seven and one over the past eight. Um. You know they they beat Philly. Um. You know they they had a huge. I mean it's it, Orlando's not great, but sixteen point wins pretty significant. Their only loss in there was to Houston. Obviously the being the Clippers last night was great, but Kawhi down the stretch I. He was trying to save the day. And this is the problem when you get a guy who is kind of a, <laughs> you know, give me the ball. I'm going to shoot this 15 footer that I quote unquote get to my spot every time. If he breaks like four of those in a row, he shot you out of the game completely. And I felt like he shot the Clippers out of the game. He did. In the Lou Williams of that game. Lou Williams, though, was just unconscious. He was just sweet Lou times two. He was unconscious, though. He couldn't let go of that foul call in the corner where he. Looked like he drained a three and got the foul. And they said, no, no, you were fouled on the floor. Man, he was jawing about that for all, all overtimes. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but Trey, Kawhi just didn't look good. I, I think a lot of it was Tatum's defense, to be perfectly honest. That Tatum has the length um, and blocked a shot of his. It, it was, it was uh, anyway, it was impressive. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Let's take us take us to news out of Portland and Phoenix, Alex. Yeah, uh, Devin Booker replacing Damian Lillard uh, on Team LeBron for the All-Star Game. Lillard out with a right groin strain. Uh, he's out one to two weeks, uh, which means potentially the Anthony Simons era begins 
Although I was oh, looking hell. at some, I I think they I think the Trailblazers want it to begin more than we are going to see it. Um, yeah. I was looking up some numbers uh, as I plug all the time on this podcast. We have the on off court numbers uh, on the rotowire.com site. Shannon, you're shaking your head. Yeah, because it's not it's not Simmons time. It's CJ time, baby. Oh, that's what I was going to close with. So it's fans, Gary Trent, we, Gary we had Trent a... CJ, like sure. Sim, I honestly, I mean, the way the teams play, the rotation, the last, especially the last ten or so games, like it's Gary Trent time. But CJ is going to be the lead dog for however long Lillard's out, and we already know what CJ can do when Lillard's out. I mean, he's averaging like twenty-four more fantasy points per game in in the two games that Lillard sat so far this season. And he did it last year and the year before. It's all, he always explodes when Lillard sits. He, right, we need we need a Alex Shannon wager. Maybe it's just for a sandwich. But there was some jawing on Slack between us this week. Uh, Shannon very high on CJ McCollum. Alex not so much. So what? Let's set a fantasy point average for when Lillard's out the spell. Let's get an over under with Alex taking the under and Shannon taking the over 32 po- fantasy points a game, 35, <laughs> 32 is given 35 is given. <laughs> dude, we can get crazy. All right. If you F- fan duel fantasy points with Willard out outside at like 41, I was going to say, do you want to do point? We could do points per minute so that if he plays 42 minutes a game, then I don't, we could do a oh, flat 40 scared of time now. All right. <laughs> well, time's clearly one reason he'll will be stuck on the floor more. Wait, I mean, I I I bring this up because Shannon's right in that in the past McCollum has played really well without Lillard on the court. But I'm worried about this new look Trailblazers, the one from like this year. The um, two eighty-seven year old forwards. Yes. Um, <laughs> the on-off court numbers with like Lillard, Bazemore, Tolliver, all those other out guys off the court. McCollum has a 40.1% usage, which is insane. I'm pretty sure that would lead the league. The Tolliver, uh, the Tolliver issue is huge. <laughs> that, right. That's sarcasm. Sorry. But he's, he's, <laughs> he's playing, he's playing over a hundred minutes in that sample, but he's only averaging 36 and a half fantasy points in 36 minutes, shooting 38% from the field in those minutes, 3.7 assisted 2.0 turnovers. <laughs> I'm cool doing like I said, 41 or 42. Like let's, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. We can, we can do like do 41 want, fantasy points, 42, 41 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That works. Okay. Um, now. Okay. But 41 Simmons, and a half Simmons or, or Trent, which one, if you're, if, if it comes out and Lillard's right. going to miss additional time after the all-star break, right. which one do you pick up Simmons or Trent? Trent. I think Trent has been on he, fire. Guy has been on he, fire from three. You at least get the one category dominance dominance of the threes, which obviously ties into points. And I I just don't really have enough faith in 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 Anthony to to I mean he just the numbers haven't been great with him this year. They really haven't. Like yet he he's he passes the eye test some games. He's extremely athletic, but the numbers just aren't there consistently. I don't think he's ready for a, a this kind of a role. His name's Simons, right? I keep on saying Simmons. I'm gonna double I check. I think it's Simons. I. Yeah, it's Simons. I keep on saying Simmons. You, you, so. I heard someone on a broadcast say it. Yeah, it's Simons. Uh, but yeah, uh, right, well, you know, very simple. Maybe forty-one and a half is way too much. In games without Lillard's been out, um, uh, forty-one and a half is the number. Column, That's fine. It does. Column has averaged sixty-two point eight Fanduel fantasy points. It's only two games. Small sample size, Ken. Means nothing. I win. Okay, <laughs> so 
<laughs> well, it's not my bet. So, Alex, I'm just trying to stand up for Alex. You going with 41 and a half? You got to go 42. Come on. Make inch it up to 42. Come on. Well, I'll go. I'll go 41 and a half for a loan, not for, you know, 10 bucks or something. <laughs> sandwich. Um, Panera sandwich. Next to the office sandwich. there. One of you gets to punch the other. Panera sandwich. Winner chooses. Done. So let it be said. So let it be done. All right. So one other guy in Portland that we should talk about. Mellow. Yeah. Mellow I have. Tanking? Uh, I have Mellow on a couple rosters. What What do you do? Is it? I mean, I think in most like ten team leagues, it's safe to cut bait based on how he's played. Yeah. You didn't care for his one for fifteen uh, showing the other night. Yeah, I don't want to overreact to that one poor outing either. But like, you know, his his percentages or his shooting percent percentage is not great. 41 and a half percent. Um, he's hitting threes kind of one point or I'm sorry. Uh, he, he is hitting threes, but he, he's only shooting 35% from downtown 1.4 threes per game. Last 11 games. He's shooting uh, 44% from the field. I shouldn't, I shouldn't overreact. I mean, on the surface, 15 and six and a half looks okay, but he's, he's ranked 135 in eight category leagues on a per game basis right yeah. now. So you're right. Ten team leagues, I would not be that worried about cutting mellow. And those the on off court numbers say he's not going to play better. He might even play worse because there's going to be more defensive attention on him. Um, I yeah, I would I would not be afraid to cut Carmelo and just stream that spot with guys on four game weeks or whatever it is uh, going forward. He just I mean, I, I'm not you know, some people have seen this this season and said maybe he's not washed. Still think he's pretty washed. Um, it's, it's not been good. Yeah. I think I'm with you. 10 team leaguers. Uh, I would rather stream the spot from week to week. Um, with 12, 14 teams, he's probably worth holding on to. I, you know, 15, 15 and six and a half is tough to dump in a 12 or 14 team league, depending, depending on how many roster spots you have. Yeah. By the way, true. I completely screwed up the stats. I got the wrong time zone. When I was trying to do or sorry, wrong dates. He is shooting 32.8% over the last 10 games. That one mellow? for 15, yeah, mellow. Uh, that one for 15 did not help, obviously. That's only in the Pacific time zone, right? Like if he goes, <laughs> I screwed okay. up. From February 12th to January 23rd, 10 games with a one DNP. Uh, he, yeah, shooting 32.8%. Sorry, my bad. He also, he also has a minus 17 net rating since January, so that's a problem. Uh, we also got some kind of unexpected news. Um, the other day, Ken, with, with Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, he's expecting now to miss multiple games after the All-Star break, uh, putting a little bit of a damper on their uh, Russell trade. Uh, guys, anybody on the bench or a rotation from Minnesota that you see is a nice free agent move if Towns is truly out to the 23rd or later? I mean... Johnson, James Johnson started in place of Towns on uh, Wancho got a lot of run. They're giving Wancho a lot of run. Yep, yep. Uh Hernan Gomez is a good option. James Johnson. Uh is it Nas Reed? Yeah. Nas Reed is the other one to watch. I'm not sure if I buy the Nas Reed hype. No, yeah, I play him that much in the I don't game. think he gets enough minutes. Yeah, that's I mean, my worry is just that will he get enough minutes over Johnson? Maybe I mean his per minute numbers look okay. Um, 
It's possible. It's possible that they get to a point in the season. If Towns ends up being out more than just a few games, if it's a few games, I think James Johnson's the play. If he ends up sitting for 20 or 30 games, basically the rest of the season, then I could see Nas Reed being overall the better option. I always want to bury or force into retirement James Johnson, but he had six stocks in that win over Charlotte. I'm sorry, they lost to Charlotte. But 32 minutes. I think he's still got some game, but... Yeah, I mean, on Wednesday when when Town sat, it was Malik Beasley, Hernan Gomez, and D'Angelo Russell all, all saw at least 35 minutes. So from a minute's perspective, those two guys, but obviously James Johnson, we we saw what he could do with the Heat with 30 minutes, or yeah. you know, two years ago or whatever it was now. Um, so he's he's someone to to consider. I think Beasley's a guy to talk about with Minnesota as well. Um, oh, he's huge. been he's been lights out since. Led the since team in going, shots. Led yeah, the team in field goal attempts. Yeah. He, he's in three games with Minnesota. He's averaging 22 points, uh, 6.7 rebounds, three assists, doing nothing on defense, uh, but he's taking almost 19 shots per so game. Per- you're saying he's a perfect fit for the Timberwolves then? Yeah. T- almost 19 shots per game, f- making 4.7 three-pointers on 11 attempts per. And I actually, that's one of the things I did is I put out a trade for Beasley in the league that I'm desperate for three-point volume. And I was like, this is the guy. Like, yeah. he's perfect yeah. target. And he's got him for a contract, too. Is he unrestricted or a uh, or, or restricted free agent at the end of this year? I can't remember. I believe it's restricted. One or the other. I believe okay. it's restricted, but I'm I'm not 100% he, on that. It must be. Yeah. This is his fourth year. I mean, that's that was essentially yeah. the value Minnesota had in training for Beasley and, yep. and Hernan Gomez was that they're I both. think they're both restricted. So, yeah, so yeah. if they want to match, they can. Um no, I love Beasley, though, especially if you're desperate for threes. I think he's the guy, if he's available in your league, even like 10-team leagues, I think he's worth it. Um, I mean, if, you're, if you've are if got a guy like J.J. Redick on your roster because of three-pointers, <laughs> go pick up Beasley go instead. He's a Beasley. much better option. 14 three-point attempts in that loss to Charlotte. 14. Hello. Yeah, averaging 12 three-point attempts per 36 minutes with the, with the Timberwolves. Um, someone who averaged... Last year, or excuse me, the this season with Denver, he hadn't been playing well. Last year with Denver, he was playing well, but he also was on a team with a ton of other great talents around him. He didn't need to shoot the ball a ton. Now, with the Timberwolves, especially with Towns out, I think they will they will probably lean on him more, especially since they traded for him kind of specifically. Um, yeah. A message from Thrive Fantasy. Uh, come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this NBA season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. Choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $2,000 guaranteed daily in prizes for its NBA contests. Use promo code RW. When you sign up today, that's promo code RW, and you will receive an instant match up to $25 on your first deposit. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or the Play Store, or by visiting thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Use promo code RW. Thank you. Um, we <laughs> So we're going to take a, uh, a deeper look uh, I guess a deep look at the, uh, our Rotowire Keeper League, our Staff Keeper League. That's 14 teams. And then uh, also another 14-team league. It's a season-long rotisserie league. 
Um, that kind of actually, well, we'll get to the format in a bit, but it almost plays out like a 50, 50, uh, DFS contest because there's a, basically a penalty for finishing in the bottom half. Um, but the point of doing this is to just kind of outline how, uh, you can look at team construction, um, and what we would do in certain situations, because we are in, especially in the, in the keeper league, we are in very different situations. Most of us, um, Shannon has been dominating all season uh, after a great a great rebuild last year. Did you pay the bottom three penalty last year, Shannon, or no? Were you outside of that? Or were you not rebuilding last year? I don't think I... Re- I, I no, because I had James Harden last year, so I, there's no way I was rebuilding. Oh, yeah. I think I probably sense. I probably finished in the money. But, okay. Like, I made a push, but there were like five or six teams that are all pretty even making a push last season. Sure. Um, right now, uh, I am in a distant third, but I am actually tied for second technically with two other people. Uh, it is a three-way tie for second at the moment with 62 Roto points uh, behind Shannon 79. Uh, so congratulations to you for winning the league, Shannon. Uh, and then below us are a bunch of people in that, that mid fifties range, but I'm kind of stuck in that situation where we get um, first through third place pays out. Um, and I'm on the bubble. I could end up, anywhere basically between second or fourth. And that would be very realistic. It's kind of a, it's been a question for me all year, whether I go for it or I rebuild. I made some moves early so, in the season. The second place money is not bad. I got second sure. last year. I don't know, hundred bucks or something. It was like, yeah, it's still worth going for it. Sure. Um, you know, early this year, I kind of made some moves to go for it. And then I pulled back, you know, made sort of a, a light tanking move. I, I got, uh, I got RJ Barrett, and some other stuff from from Shannon, um, but now I I, I thought it was going to fall further in the ranks. Turned out that wasn't the case. Uh, my team is just okay enough. Um, so I know Ken, you've been floating some trade offers out to me, um, but it's a, it's a really tough situation because I do have Giannis, but he only has one more year on his contract. He's, um, he's turning into your Mike Trout. Yeah, because if <laughs> I'm yeah if I'm not doing it next year, then I have to. I just have to trade Giannis, which could help a rebuild, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I have guys like I have, I have a lot of fringe guys is what I'm getting to. I have Lonzo Ball on a 14A contract. Um, you know, I have I have Ricky Rubio, Rubio. Um, similar contract. I also have some bigger. Uh, my guys. trade offer is basically a three for one for Rubio because I think I would keep Rubio. He's kind of borderline keep at that $14 salary. I guess these dollars don't mean much to the fans, but he's at a $14 salary. is kind of borderline keep or toss. And I just gave you a three for one thinking you've got Tristan Thompson, who presumably is going to be a bit of a decline the rest of the season. Now the Drummond's in Cleveland thinking you could use some more bodies and go for second place. Yeah. My, um, I guess my main thing is that I, partially I don't want to make any two. I don't want to make any drastic moves because my two biggest long-term contracts are John Collins and Laurie Markkinen who had maybe the worst possible years ever. Uh, (laughs) And I'm still in second. That's not your best contract though. Your best contract is. Well, my best contract is Giannis at the moment, Uh, but it's actually probably Shea Gilgis Alexander who I'm paying $3 for right now. And I, I just refuse to trade him. I know you try to get him from me. A lot of other people have tried to get Shea Gilgis Alexander from me. Yeah. So you got to keep SGA. You're obviously keeping Giannis. Uh, you're obviously keeping John Collins. 
uh, and marketing. And Well, yeah, nobody wants Mark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have to. <laughs> you're just going to keep beating yourself up with marketing. So, but you've got fringy guys like Rubio that I think you can deal and enjoy the second place cash. And who knows? Shannon could get wiped out by injuries. You never know. It's possible. I mean, looking at the eight category breakdown and where you rank in each each stat, I think realistically you could you could gain eleven about eleven points. But that's it's it's that's it's, if I trade. That's everyone. like best case scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could gain about eleven points. I don't think I'm gonna drop more than like two or three. Like I think like seventy six is my floor based on where I'm at in those same categories. So, I mean, unless something odd happens or there's a couple major injuries, which is certainly possible, um, you know, you could make a run or I could drop further than expected. He can can make minor deals. He he could certainly make minor deals and take Take second place place cash, baby. You don't get the trophy, but you still get to throw the cash up in the air and go buy something stupid. I will say with the way the way this league's formatted too, it's probably tough to land. Like you're not going to land an SGA at this point of the year. Like you landed, you got SGA last year for me yeah, because, I, because I went in early and you were like, you, you knew you're like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on next year, but getting someone, there's only 27, 28 games left yeah. and getting, getting that level of keeper at this stage of the season is tough to do. And with, with keeper leagues, it's always really important to look at your roster, see where you are in the standings, and then look at everyone else's roster because you can kind of eyeball like uh, there's maybe like, oh, there's no way I can even climb up. And then you have you sell early because, you know, like there's no way. Or if you're like, I got some guys that are hurt. I think I can climb up. Yeah. Well, um, more importantly, though, look at your competition. So Renegades yeah. of Monk is tied yeah. to you for second. He's got a hurt Terry Rozier, a hurt Paul George we just talked about. Will Barton's still dinged up. Um He's got Al Horford, who now they're playing off the bench. We'll see how long that lasts. But you've got reason to believe. He's got Carmelo Anthony, who, did I point out, is shooting 32.8% from the field over the last 10, 10 games, if you do the uh, dates correctly. I have. He's, you have reason to believe you can pass Renegades of Monk for that second-place cash. Right, and I've gotten some nice bumps, like Conley uh, I, has I'm been late. playing well, uh, who I think I got from you, Ken. You did, yeah. Because um, I've been full rebuilt. I I went all in last year just to get second, knowing I'd have zero assets for this year, which was true. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I changed my name to K Train Rebuild before the season even started to make it very clear I am not playing for this season. Right, and I had Bruce Brown on a G League contract last year. I promoted him to a normal contract, or he's going to be promoted because he's been in my lineup. Um, Daniel House has been; he was up and then he was down and then he was up again. Now they have no centers. And he's playing 48 minutes a game. It works. I have my, I guess my main thing is I've been desperately, desperately trying to trade RJ Barrett because I got him from you, Shannon, and he's on a 14 a contract, which is um, for reference, uh, I'm paying $14 a year. Theoretically for RJ Barrett, that is less than I'm paying for. I'm paying less for Hassan Whiteside, um, paying less. I'm paying the same for Ricky Rubio, paying the same, for Alonzo Ball and paying the same for Shea Gilders Alexander. And I have floated out some trade offers to people for Barrett, and they always come back with something that involves taking one of my good players or right. giving me back a contract <laughs> that I just am really unsure about. If, Which if is I, why you got to deal your fringe guys like Rubio. 
Those guys you're not even sure you're going to keep next year. There's no I, harm in dealing those in, in Rubio. I, I just don't I don't know that you're going to get much for them at this stage of the season. Like everyone who's tanking has already they're not trading away their good prospects. They're not trading away their good keepers. They've already traded away their their expiring contracts and everything else. If I were you, I would probably hedge. But I would also make a run at the other guys who I'm actually I'm tied with right now. I'd see if they have any great keepers that I really want. Yeah, I'd probably make them some offers. Interesting. Okay, let's let's dive into the stake league. I'll let you guys kind of take the floor on that because we have spent a lot of time on my fantasy team. Well, I'll go into just the basic rules. It's a 14 teamer. It's rotisserie. It's just one season, not keeper. And uh, as with the other stake leagues at RotoWire, the bottom half has to pay for a very expensive steak dinner for the top half. Uh, there's, of course, first place prizes and all that. But the real joy, the real joy is holding an expensive bourbon in your hand, getting an entree as an appetizer, and then maybe two desserts, knowing that some other sucker has to pay for it. <laughs> that said, Shannon, myself... And Alex are basically all right at the borderline of winning or paying. Right now, uh, Shannon and I are tied at sixth, and Alex is a whopping one point, one and a half point in the standing behind us. Uh, so we're all uh, clustered in the middle. I already made one deal where I basically traded blocks for rebounds and, and points. Uh, but what what are you two thinking to play it safe and try to get in the plus? stake category i mean i i'm someone who i i like to use the waiver wire for guys on like four game weeks um and the trade deadline i felt like i made some good moves at the trade deadline and i'm probably just going to sit on a lot of my guys for the rest of the rest of the year um like i picked up terrence davis and marquise chris who i expect to do well I have Spencer Dinwiddie and Kyrie Irving, so that, that handcuff kind of worked out. Not really sure what to do with Kyrie. I hope they, honestly, I just want them to rule Kyrie out. I'm sick right. of it. Right, so you can um, just get him when he's starting exactly, yeah. Yeah, and I have, like, Shabazz Napier, sure who's he's probably... Very emotion- but I'm sure he's very emotional about it and needs support. Oh, <laughs> Kyrie. I have Shabazz Napier, who's definitely a drop at this point, but basically only Shabazz and Kyrie are potential drops, and I can just probably shift Kyrie into onto the IR spot at this point, and I... That's kind of it. I just I think I have one streaming spot. I'm just gonna have to try to make it work. It's a tough league because the bottom like five teams they're basically like out of it. They're done. Like yeah. they are they are going to be stake buyers. Um. So you know, and two through nine is definitely to be determined. Like one's locked in. The bottom five are locked in. What happens two through nine? Because they, I mean, it's you could jump, Al. You could jump from eight to two. Like it's possible if everyone stays healthy. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. Um, I, you know, for me, my team, I have one clear need and that's three pointers. I am last in three pointers and I'm, I'm at a stage where it's, I should have decided this a while ago, but do I just go all in with the tank and, and right. Own that, that one point that I'll get for three pointers or do I try to move up? Cause I do think I could gain three or four points. So it, it's tough. So many, the thing is with three pointers now. Every player in the league shoots threes unless so they're try- on my team. Right. So, yes. right. Exactly. But so trying to catch up in threes, I feel like you're ne- it's I don't know if that can happen. I, I feel like I would almost I feel like I would commit to the tank. I So I some of the guys I have, um, I, I have some three point shooters. Brad Beal hits threes. Jokic hits threes. 
Miles Bridges actually hits more threes than I thought he would. Kendrick Nunn, Sexton's actually really starting to blow up and hit more threes. But I have I have Lamarcus Aldridge sent more threes this year than he ever has, but not enough. I don't have that guy who's hitting three, three and a half, three pointers per game or multiples of that guy, which every other team in this league does. So I and, and but having a combination of SGA, DeJounte Murray, Jokic, PJ Washington, I have too many guys who just don't contribute in the category enough. Murray is the one that really is. And Washington's like shooting is getting a little worse. Washington is he's, he's, oh, he's yeah, had yeah. foul shooting trouble all season, and now the field goal percentage is also tanking a little. As now he he's playing it on my bench, unless like the schedule dictates that like he has twice as many yeah. games as the other option or whatever. Like I'm not I'm not looking to start him, but like I, Murray Murray's the one. He helps enough across the board, and like I like his percentages a lot. He gets steals. He gets enough assists to be to be worthwhile in my lineup, but the lack of three complete lack of three pointers just really, really hurts. And and also, I mean, Jokic, who's been fantastic the last month or so. He's always better. Second half. Once he finally gets in shape and cuts cigarettes in half. I mean, I'm convinced. I don't know how to build a fantasy team around Jokic. I've tried two years in a row. And I can't like I want to do it. I love him. He's a fun player to own. Really? But I I don't know how to do it. I want a season along with him. I'm trying to think what was the construction around it. I had I had Jokic and awesome shooting guards, I remember. But like a real life team. I uh Ken, I am shocked to learn that you are starting Royce (laughs) O'Neal. Just that was just a game count all star short week. Uh, but even that was a mistake, <laughs> but it was like a two instead of one game I, situation. You know, I, but I, I should have done it. Yeah. I don't know why he's on your roster for being on the encouraging I have part. tried to cut him three weeks in a row. I'm, I'm out of fab money. And every time I go with the fab, he's the guy I'm cutting and then someone outbids me, but he should not be on my roster. I guess I could just outright cut him just out of anger, out of frustration, even though there's no body. But every week he's the guy I'm cutting to. But yeah, he had two games, and even then I should have played DiVincenzo instead. So, um, you know, Alex brings up a good point though. Looking at Ken's roster, this is the reason why I haven't made any trades in this league yet. Because every time I look at who my direct competition is, and it really I look at Ken and Tim Schuler, another league mate, and I look at your guys' rosters, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm eating. I'm eating. I don't have to buy steaks. One of those, <laughs> one of those two is definitely. You're almost well, out of fab, too. You have $2. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. You got $0 that, fab. That is I'm not, not worried helpful about fab about. anymore. You talk of garbage is not helping uh, analysis of our fans. I will say this in this league. Here's where I stand, and this is key for everybody out there. I have finally figured out that what I need to trade from a category standpoint is steals. I'm in first in steals, but I've got a really nice margin over everyone behind me. So then now I got to deal Alfred Payton because he's actually getting crazy minutes in New York because they're terrible and I'd never want him on my real life team, but he's getting 1.7 steals a game and that's maybe his best beneficial aspect. So I'm just trying to deal him for somebody who scores. I've got an offer out there for Bogdanovich. We'll see, but, uh, figure out what category you can trade and then make a lot of offers. That's my advice, right? We should mention this is an auction league. I don't know if we mentioned that before, but this is a perfect example of know your league format because with this kind of a structure where basically you're punished for finishing in the bottom half and it's an auction league, 
you have the complete leeway. And this is something that I think I've done this for two or three years now to where I, there's almost no, I want to say no incentive, but you're almost, it's smarter. You're incentivized to build a high floor team yes, and not take any huge risks in the auction because all you have to do is finish seventh um, out of 14 people and you're fine basically. And then you just cycle in guys who, you know, waiver wire, et cetera. Um, but yeah, you just, you just gotta make sure you're nothing completely falls apart. And in the auction, stick to that strategy. Cause yes. that, that's probably actually <laughs> that's like the hardest every, part. All of yeah. us know that all of us know that going into this auction or like at least half the league knows it and they right. try to take that approach. Problem is it's an auction. It evolves as it, as it's going on. And if, if too many people are taking that approach, then you have to change up on the fly and change, change your auction strategy. So it, it does get tough. It does get tough. Um, but I'm with Ken. Target the categories that you can afford to send away for tar- for the categories you need, and just don't worry about names. Don't worry about anything don't else. Worry about just names. target those stats. Who I, I was looking at each of our most expensive buys um, for this, and Shannon, yours was Lamarcus Aldridge. No, it was Beal and Jokic. It was Jokic for sixty dollars, and then you had Beal for fifty-seven. Ken, you had Harden for eighty-five, and then your next most was Blake Griffin, twenty-nine dollars. That is, I'm sorry, oh, that happened money to down you. The drain. That, yeah, that was. And I remember Shanky saying, "That is awesome. I'm so upset you got him." And I was <laughs> like, oh, "We'll see." Uh, it was a total disaster, of course. But by uh, the way, I've that, just been spending the last few minutes just picking, trying to dump uh, O'Neal from my Royce O'Neal from my squad. Just like, oh, I'll take that dead body. Sure, that guy. Who cares? Go for it. Uh, my top bid was Kyrie Irving at 42. Obviously, it did not pan out great, but I felt like that was a good price at the time. And then I got John Collins at 41. So I had the, I had the, I kind of went with that cheaper flat strategy. I got a ton of guys at the 20 range: Levine, DeRozan, Otto Porter Jr. Rest in peace to him. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, you know, I had the Blake Griffin. Bad, terrible news, but then I got Rashawn Holmes, though, early on right. the waiver wire. So that, But then he got hurt, but uh, so he might be my savior. But, uh, uh, yeah, the Griffin thing torpedoed me for a while, and uh, uh, I blame Shannon. He's a piston. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So a before we get to your old man rant, Ken, we have a message from No House Advantage, a new app called No House Advantage is taking a different spin on fantasy sports. This platform offers daily player prop contests for cash prizes. Here's how it works. First, download the No House Advantage app and choose a contest. Then, select the over or under for the six player props listed. Next step is to rank your picks based on your confidence of it being correct. The higher you rank a pick, the more points you earn when it's correct. The goal is to earn more points than other users competing in the contest. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win on the traditional fantasy sports apps or than on the traditional fantasy sports apps, I should should say. Sign up now and receive up to a $20 match on your first deposit. Visit nohouseadvantage.com or find the app in the iTunes App Store or Google Play. Ken, your old man rant. would like to welcome to the old man rant brothers in arms the brotherhood kendrick perkins fellow old man earlier this year you might recall an epic twitter battle he got into with 
with uh, Kevin Durant bashing him for the weak sauce of signing with the Warriors. I loved it when he was talking that trash. But now the Celtics keep recruiting him to be like the occasional guest color commentary guy. And he did the Houston game on Wednesday. And at Houston, there was this lull in the crowd. And then a lot of people in the crowd started chanting, let's go Celtics. And Perkins goes, you know, this is great. Everywhere we go, we hear these Celtic chants. What an amazing fan base, yada, yada, yada. And then he goes, man, and this is quote, Kyrie Irving didn't want to play for this franchise? Question mark. Every time I think of that guy, I want to throw up. Ah, I loved it. I love the cranky old madness. Kendrick Perkins, we got to get you on the pod. Perk's being smart. He's got a media career now with ESPN. He's trying to stir the pot a little. But I like it. He should be like 80 years old. I might see if he can sub for me on one of these old man rants. So, ah, kudos, Kendrick. Uh, we had, I think, only one mispronounced name, and that was the Simon Simmons debate, which will go on for all of time, I think. That just, you know, just, I'm going to type his name in. We'll just, it's Simon's. It's it, Simon's. it is. I, but, yeah, I, I always get it wrong. But I also heard someone on a national broadcast say Simmons. So, you know, I mean, they were wrong. But they said it, and so the, the confusion continues. It is definitely Simons. I got it wrong last week, and it made the list. Uh, Shannon backed me up, though, saying he had screwed it up before. And then uh, I actually made a mental note that it's Simons, but Shannon screwed it up this week. But that's all right. Uh, he, he's probably lived with that his whole life. I assume so. Um, until he starts, he can't complain. <laughs> well, that Giannis went through that same treatment, too. I remember a lot of... Giannis or you know people not even trying his last name uh and at that point he was literally an all-star so it takes a while it takes a while right. uh thank you everybody for joining us on the Rotowire fantasy basketball podcast it is presented by Thrive Fantasy Ken take us out of here for today's quote we're going back exactly one year ago when in 2019 Giannis and LeBron were picking all-star teams as you may recall Anthony Davis was a pelican and LeBron picked AD for his All-Star Game squad, at which point Giannis said, quote, unquote, isn't that tampering? Attention, passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.